Welcome uh, to episode 235. I don't know why I started that slow then. Uh, welcome to episode 235 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is Tuesday, people. Uh, Tuesday, the 3rd of August, uh, 2000, 2021. I hope you're doing well out there. Um, I am. I've done my test. I'm free, free as the proverbial bird. I can now flap about outside. Um, Test was negative. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Um, I got everything done in the flat I needed to get done while I was uh, here. I used it wisely, people. I didn't just waste my time, people. Sitting about, I I wasted a little bit. I ain't going to tell you. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you. uh, it's amazing how much time you can waste um, when you have lots of time on your hands. Um, so, but I did get some stuff done. So I did enough. So I didn't have that guilt of not having done anything and having wasted my time. Um, so uh, yeah, I did a few bits, like tidied up, uh, packed some stuff up, ready to move up. Obviously, pretty much all I've got left in um my um my lounge at the minute is i've got a tv uh my xbox uh it looks like i'm moving it it looks like a guy who's moving into his first flat um even though i'm moving out you know i've got the essentials still here i've got a tv i've got my xbox i've got my podcast stuff not everybody's essentials but it is here at the ben briggs podcast um I've got a coffee table in front of me. I've got a little table to the left, which I'm going to dump. And um, I have stuff in the kitchen, all the essential stuff in the kitchen. Um, So, uh, yeah, and I'm now, I haven't got a bed anymore. So I'm sleeping on a blow-up mattress. I'm literally squatting in my own flat at the minute, waiting for this fucking sale to go through, however long, however long that's going to be. It's all quiet on the solicitor's front, I tell you. Um, but uh, we shall see. We shall see. Um, anyway, um, what's been going on? Well, as we found out ourselves here at the Ben Briggs podcast the other day, there is a pandemic. That's what they've called it. A pandemic. You see, everything needs to be in some sort of bite size. Um, relatable uh you know soundbite these days don't they everything needs to have a it's not a pandemic it's a pandemic everyone's getting pinged man but um yeah everything does seem to uh you know whether there's truth in that or not uh whether people are just going yeah i've been pinged see you later work i have no idea i have no idea i'm not here to judge people yes you are no i'm not here to judge um yeah so uh everybody there is now a shortage of workers um apparently within the uh um within the um uh, food delivery system so now we've got a, that that's all we need in it more panic about food supplies that's what we need just when we're coming out of all of this 
you know, a year and a half after everybody was like fighting over toilet rolls because they didn't want to soil themselves and and fighting over pasta, you know, and uh, rice and shit and all that sort of thing. So they could possibly live an extra couple of months more than their neighbours did. Um, assuming that their neighbours haven't got any weapons or a backdoor key <laughs> to let themselves in and help themselves. Um, we are uh, now sliding into the same thing. Um, but I don't know. I don't know, people. Um, one thing uh, I have been watching, obviously, uh, I have been uh, watching the Olympics. Now, um, as I said before, I don't really care for the gymnasts. I've got no time for gymnastics, man. It's just, you know, people doing somersaults and shit. And every, every, every move they do seems to be a variation on um, uh, somersaults. Um, don't know, really. Everything, you know, they're either somersaulting onto something or somersaulting off something. You know, the head goes around a bit, doesn't it? You know, they might, they might, you know, do a variation of that, but that's essentially it, isn't it? I think as long as they land with two feet and don't stumble back, it, it was all right. That's that's how I see it. But Simone Biles, this is uh, it's a very modern day thing, I think. Um has um, quit some of her activities, I don't know, um, running up to a fucking hobby horse was too stressful for her. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she got attacked by a horse when she was younger. Um, but uh, she's cut some of the events she's doing uh, because she's prioritising her mental wellness. This is where we are, people. Olympic athletes famed for their mental strength are now, uh, and she has been lauded for this. People, you know, I think a little bit of people are lauding her because, like, it gives them an excuse not to do anything. <laughs> I imagine it's very stressful going in the Olympics. I imagine it is, you know, just from, you know, the pressure to do well. Um, but um, it seems a very modern thing where uh, uh, people are, you know, it's a tricky line, isn't it? Because obviously something's wrong there, isn't it? If she doesn't feel um, she can do the events that she's she's listing down to. But it's also, aren't Olympians, that's why they're Olympians, isn't it? Is it just me? Isn't that why they're Olympians? Because they've got the mental strength, the drive, the ambition. You know, going out there every day and training while the rest of us are working our way through the next bot set of, you know, vaguely interesting drama that other people have created for us to um, fill our time until we start working the 9 till 5 again. Isn't that why they do that? I don't know, it just seems, but people are lauding her, like saying this is, you know, is this, is everybody going to start pulling out of sporting events because it's slightly stressful? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, people. 
Surely that's why they're Olympians. That's why they're different from the rest of us. That's why they're in that elite athlete class. Isn't it? If everybody starts dropping out of that, it gives the rest of us a chance. Yeah, I'll fucking have a go at that. Why not? Sprinting down towards a hobby horse with that little springboard in front of it. My stomach jogging up and down. The fear in my eyes as I suddenly realise I'm totally out of control and about to hit that springboard. I don't know, man. It just seems... uh, Obviously, uh, like, if she hasn't got anything with... You know. It's just the other people that... I think that's my my issue with it, is the other people that get on the bandwagon. And it it, it gives gives them an excuse, you know. You know, you see all the comments and uh, and things like that, and it just get you can't correlate between somebody having mental health issues about have, being under that much pressure to win a gold medal and to perform well in front of millions and millions of people worth uh, worldwide, and somebody who's <laughs> Saying they can't get out of bed. You know, there's there's just a disparity for me there. I don't know. And saying, look, this happens to elite athletes and this justifies my reasons not to get out of bed. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. You know, just pull a cover back. See what it's like. I don't know. I'm not in any way sort of like... um, uh, not saying that um, uh, mental uh, mental wellness isn't important. As we all know, it is, people out there, isn't it? But um, to sort of like an elite athlete to other people using that to justify why they don't do things, I, d- I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think that's... I just saw a lot of posts about it. People don't understand. People don't understand what it's like not to be able to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, nobody wants to do that, you know? Nobody really, really wants to go to work. You know, 99% of the population hate their fucking job and would rather spend time at home with their family. Obviously, you've got the odd megalomaniac lunatic who sacrifices everything, including his family, (laughs) to get what they want, to strive to the top. But I think 99% of people in the world would rather they just, you know, spent a lot more time with their family and didn't go to work. There's the odd people who obviously go to work to get away from their family, but because they've got the bollocks to fucking get a divorce. Or they're going to lose too much, but I don't know. It just, it's, I'd say what is the first case I've ever heard of it. Um, I know there was, um, wasn't there a tennis star, like an American tennis star as well, who had a few mental health issues and things like that. Everybody, you know, I'm not surprised at that sort of level, you know, but people correlating an Olympic athlete with, you know, not being able to, um, go down to the shops. Um, I don't know. Maybe something happened to him on the shops, on the way down to the shops, maybe. 
I don't know. But um, it's just that it was just the fucking like normal people who have never done anything in their life using that as a justification. You know, she's an Olympic athlete. You can see she's she's going to be under pressure. You know, it doesn't really. You see, now do you believe us about mental health? Well, I believe her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The jury's still out on you. You may just be being lazy. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. This is how you get yourself in trouble, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's one of those uh, It's one of those things that um, she's been universally, you know, lauded for it. Um which obviously, you know, um, it's a big, it's it's a big thing these days, mental health awareness, isn't it? You know, you can't really, you can't really prove or disprove it either, can you? And obviously, it affects everybody differently. I think that's probably why one of the, um, um, maybe that's just the human condition. Maybe we're, you know, not meant to live the way we're living and that's why a lot of people have mental health issues but how do you change that you know what i mean we can't all go back to foraging in woods and shit you know living off the land because other people own it now (laughs) you'd be like i'm gonna live off your the land hey what are you doing picking my fucking berries I was just trying to live up the land like we used to do. Well, get on somebody else's land. That's it, isn't it? There's no going back. We are trapped in the way we live right now. And our mental health wellness is just going to decline and decline. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. You know, we're too tied into working too much, not spending enough time within ourselves, or we just overthink things, maybe. Uh, sometimes, or we're projected with here, here, here. I'm throwing a, I'm here's an olive branch to people out there who are annoyed at me just now. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe like we're bombarded with these false pictures of people over the internet being more successful, and inadvertently that just makes us feel shit about our own lives. Even though we we all seem to be addicted to following people who have their photos taken next to fucking nice cars or nice houses or they've got nice jewellery and their life seems amazing. And then, you know, we get up in the morning and have to go to work in a warehouse somewhere. You know, it's not going to be... <laughs> you know, you can only fake so much, I think, sometimes, can't you? Sometimes you, you probably just got to admit, Ah, probably not going to realise my dreams. I might as well just, you know, try and make myself happy a little bit rather than keep up with the uh, Kardashian lifestyle. I don't know. Um, But anyway, she seems to be the first sort of like um, uh, athlete where this has been an issue during uh, an Olympics. Uh, It'll be interesting to see whether this opens up the door. Because she tra- she must have been trained. She's been training what five years for this now. Even with the years delay and stuff like that, 
And maybe it's not going the way she wanted. Maybe she hasn't got a headspace in there. But I think there's something very different between... It was just the the sort of like justification for people's own. And people turn it round then on them, don't they? They'll use that scenario of what that Olympic athlete is going through. And they'll comment on it and then just give you their life story in a comment on the story. I know exactly how she feels. I can't fucking even face making dinner. How are you surviving? (laughs) Well, I have to make it to survive, but I can't face making it. Oh, so you do do it then? Well, yeah, but, uh, okay. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, everything seems to be about that these days. And I'm I'm not... (laughs) I'm not here to profess profess that I'm completely sane. (laughs) I just bury that shit. That's it. I just bury that shit now. Um, I'll deal with that in retirement. But isn't it best to get it out in the open? No, because nobody nobody really cares. To be honest, you get a, a, you know, how are you, hun? you know, a hollow thing, or you mention, that's all that happens, isn't it? It just becomes like, all the posts become like a pity party. Nobody's really concerned. Your family might be, a few of your friends might be, but after a while, I think, if you keep banging on about it, people just get fucking bored. Oh, Jesus. she posting about that again? Which is probably part of the problem, you know. They used to, you know. People still say that, though. Like, you know, people are still saying, um, we need to discuss mental health more and and we really need to focus on this issue. Who Who's not discussing it? Just post one fucking post about mental health and you'll see how many people post about it. I know how you feel because this is my life, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It's, um, anyway, so that's, let's have a bit of cup of tea. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying maybe your life, um, unless you've had something horrendous happen to you, maybe it's just the fact that, you're not reaching your goals or setting your sight, you know, setting your sights too high, baby. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? In two months time, I could be on here. Just smacking my head against the microphone. Ah! Why me? Why me? It just seems to be that victim, victimhood. Everybody seems to be a victim of something these days. And um, I'm not saying everybody makes up mental health issues, but there's there's a few out there. You know, we all know, don't we? We all know. If people make up the fact that they've got cancer, something tangible that you can prove that somebody's got and people still lie about that, there might be just, you know, just a smidgen of a chance that maybe 
Some people are just doing it for attention. Yeah, I said it. It's out there now. But it's difficult to pin down the ones that are, isn't it? That's the thing. Can't just drag somebody in the room, play them maudlin music, play them an album of Radiohead, leave them in a room with a rope. After an hour, you look inside if they're not swinging. Ah, you fucking lying bastard. You can't do that, can you? It's not ethical. Um. Anyway, let's move on to something else. So that was that. Um. This, uh, the next one, Extinction Rebellion. Hey, man, we're going to rebel against extinction. Uh, this was the story of James Brown. Get on up. Not that one. Uh, James Brown, former Paralympian. Here we are. We're keeping it with the Olympic theme. Um, uh, has uh, um, superglued himself or glued himself to the top of a plane. Uh, I, you know. Uh, it says here, a bottle of superglue in James Brown's luggage went undetected. He's a Paralympian as well. What was... How the fuck did he get on top of a plane? He looks like he's in a sleeping bag as well. The plane didn't take off, by the way. I think what his intention was to glue himself <laughs> to the top of the plane. I imagine if they'd have took off, uh, it may have... That's a hell of an advert for superglue, isn't it? If somebody, if they had have actually taken off with him. That's a missed opportunity for superglue there. And he'd have got to the other side, still superglued to the top of the plane. You know, I mean, obviously horrendous that he would have clearly frozen to death. But that is a superglue. The glue, we're that strong. We can keep a Paralympian glued to a jumbo jet <laughs> at 30,000 feet. Um, yeah, so obviously he's, uh, he's protesting, uh, James Brown to his visually impaired. Not that visibly impaired, I imagine. Climbed onto the, the British Airways plane at London City Airport. Uh, oh, this was in October 2009, so he must have just been convicted. He's been found guilty, sorry. The 56-year-old glued his right hand to the Amsterdam-bound plane, wedging his phone in the door so it wouldn't close. Uh, you cynically use your disability to put your plan into action, said Judge Gregory Perrins. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. He, he could have just said, look, I, I, sorry, somebody said uh, go straight up there, and uh, I thought they meant the roof. Uh, the double gold medalist from Exeter was sentenced to... Uh, 12 months imprisonment, is that right? Uh, Northern Ireland-born Brown, who represented Great Britain in cycling and athletics before competing for Ireland in cross-country skiing, spent an hour on the aircraft before he was removed. Did he superglue his hands on there then? What did they do? Oh, they... It's bad enough, isn't it? Superglue on your hand. When you get superglue on your hand and you have to pick it off and it just takes all the skin off i remember i imagine there's just a like a uh a, a hand print with his uh just a layer of skin still on the top of the plane <laughs> uh, 
You intended to cause the maximum amount of disruption possible at the airport, if not to shut it down completely. I don't know how that would shut it down completely. Not unless, like, all Paralympians just went out in some sort of, like, 9-11 mass, um, just to confuse everyone. Somebody in a wheelchair just glued themselves to a fucking piece of luggage. You know... That's it. An amputee super glued to the side of them steps. <laughs> uh, the jury heard that Brown had booked his flight on the morning of the stunt and had been offered assistance with boarding due to his disability. But he goes, no, thanks. He had a bottle of super glue in his luggage that had not been detected by security. I didn't realise you couldn't take super glue. Brown declined an offer by a member of cabin staff to help him to his seat, telling her that he was going to climb onto the roof of the plane. Um, <laughs> I bet she just laughed that off as well. Oh, no, I'm all right. I bet she was uncomfortable because he was, blo- you know, visually impaired anyway. And that was just, uh, do you want a hand to your seat, sir? No, thanks. I'm just going to sit on top of the plane. Oh, what a card you are. No, sir, get down. No, stop. You can't climb. Uh, Said Brown had overcome the barriers to live a successful and inspiring life, competing at five Paralympic Games and becoming a successful businessman. Uh, Brown won gold uh, in uh, bronze in cycling. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so so he's been protesting. To be fair, he did, like... Well, no, I imagine the plane was running, wasn't it? Like when he got on board, they're usually running, aren't they? So if anything, uh, the ultimate irony of all of this is that he wasted fuel while they were <laughs> oh, they were trying to get him down. Plus the fact if he had stayed up there, the added drag factor of him super glued onto the roof in the journey would have burnt more, more fuel as well. Um, I don't know what, you know... People, I don't know what the best he hopes to get out of that, really. I know he wants, like, you know, everything to stop for flights not to uh, go ahead and us to stop polluting the airwaves with um, our airline travel. But I don't think, you know, somebody, they're not going to say on, um, uh, they're not going to say the CEO of that airline is not going to um, suddenly go, oh, fucking hell, man. He is just that visually impaired guy super gluing himself to the uh, top of the plane. He's just made me realise that we are polluting like fuck. Something needs to be done about it. If it's got to the stage, at what stage do they end it, though? They go, right, okay, we've had a visually impaired guy. If we have a paraplegic super gluing himself to anywhere on the plane, maybe the tail. If we have a paraplegic super glued to a tail, then I am. we're going to have to go into another industry. This is just getting out of hand. Just... <laughs> Just an airline just targeted 
by ex-Paralympians just randomly super gluing themselves to different parts of the plane. The wheels come down. <laughs> There's a guy with no arms. <laughs> just glued to the landing gear. Uh, they should have all done it. There should have been mass Paralympian gluing onto that plane. Um, Just all over it. That would have probably got a little bit more attention. Not that that hasn't got any attention. But it's it's going to end there, isn't it? Anybody, you know. The only thing that's going to really come out of that is going to be uh, that guy is going to find it very difficult to get a flight now. <laughs> isn't he? He's just going to... Uh, he's going to get searched every time. He takes a plane. Every time he gets into the airport, look, it is going to be one of the random ones selected. And they're going to be looking for that super glue. In his, uh, in everywhere. He's not going to be able to take any liquids on a plane. That's it. He's done any, any form of liquid whatsoever. He's going to get guided to his fucking seat and glued there. Hey, you want to stick yourself to something? Here, have a bit of super glue on your chair. Fair play to him, though. There's not many people that would uh, go as far as that. That shows commitment, doesn't it? Here we see we've got two different stories there. An able-bodied athlete who's quit because of mental health issues and a Paralympian, former Paralympian, willing to superglue himself to the roof of a plane. (laughs) Jesus. That would have been a hell of a flight for him if they'd have left him up there. A hell of a flight. (laughs) The exhilaration and the fear. As you just see the the front of your fingers as you hit like 20,000 feet. 400 miles an hour going through and your fingers start fucking buckling up. <laughs> They're slowly torn away from the fuselage. Ah, oh dear. Fair play to him. There's somebody who, uh, who, who, has, um, uh, who has commitment to the cause they're fighting for. Um, what are we on? Uh, half an hour, people. That was uh, episode 235 of the Ben Briggs podcast. If you want to contact me at all, it is just podcast at uh, benbriggs.co.uk. Uh, I will be back on Saturday, motherfuckers. Have a good rest of your week. Uh, I shall speak to you then. Take care.